0: is your pathway to pro so we're gonna jump right on into it so uh, the the viewers were not able to hear any of the introduction so after seeing the video we really wanted to talk about the dynamics of how to transition into college and receive an esports scholarship so without further ado Catherine please introduce yourself give some background and talk about you know everything that you had just spoke on that (laughs) Our viewers could not hear, and that's totally on me. So, take it away. Hi, Danny.
1: Okay. Good morning. Well, first of all, I'd say this is what makes esports so exciting, right? You never know what's going to happen. Um, I think the technology is uh, developing faster than we can actually, uh, you know, uh, understand. Anyway, um, anyway um, I, I wanna say, a shout out to Danny. Danny. I, think I think that, that he does a really great job, job in his curriculum uh, of taking you know, a very, very complex uh, topics, topics and breaking into those small pieces and, and delivering it, in, a, in a way that I teach, you know, know, that uh, students and players can understand. And that's coming from a former teacher, which is how I fell into eSports. I was a high school teacher teaching engineering and I became a team manager for League of Legends. And we were the first in our area to participate in eSports. And And quite frankly, I didn't even know what esports was, Um, we formed a team and and we discovered discovered that esports was a really great tool that that we can use to bring different parts of the school together and build that community community that Danny talked about earlier. And truly, other other than esports, I can't think of any other situation where, you know, you you would have have so many many different different variations variations of people people and students in the the high school community come together and play on a team. And, and so, so, having said all that, that's my background. background. Everything I do in esports comes from the, the perspective of either a student, player, or the parents. And, and so, so in, in doing so, I found, found that, that even my first, first season, season, right after the first season, we were season, not the best team, you know, in the league by, by far. But colleges were coming knocking, and, and they were recruiting the players and really want to know they want to play for their school. And I discovered that. This is a tool that we can use to help a lot of students achieve their goals, not just become the pro player, but also you know, get a college education. And, I, and think I think that's, that's really why we're here today, to talk, talk about what to, to do about this, about this and why do, why do we need um, this. Um, in traditional sports, like Danny said, you know, there's a pathway, right? You kind of know, you, play, you pick a sport. My own son played basketball and football. You know, we kind of knew, you know, you, you play Little League, you know, you play, you know, youth football, you go play high school and then, you know, you, try, you have tryouts, you know which colleges have programs, which, which schools offer scholarships and so on. But in esports, it's not the case. I spend most of my days really talking to administrators and explaining what esports is and how that can help their school as a recruiting tool and also bring their community together. Um, And talking to parents and saying that, you know, playing video games is not all bad and that, yes, it's true, you can get a scholarship and in some cases even get a full ride. So I kind of want to talk about that part of it because I'm the founder of Esports College and Career Pathways, right, where we strive to help support students providing a safe and supportive environment for them to pursue their goals. But for us especially, our focus on diversity and inclusiveness, that's really important to us, which is why we do a lot of work in community colleges uh, where students may not have the funds to go straight to a four-year university, and they can go to a community college, right? Get that base to educate and kind of grow up a little bit and really true, get the skills they need so they can get recruited to a four-year university and get the full-ride scholarship or get a substantial scholarship. So this is why we're here. Um, this is why I think that this is a very worthwhile discussion. Um, and I think that this is also why um, we need to really educate and promote and talk and make it available to the right kids.
0: Perfect, perfect. So so talk about like one of the biggest things that we're experiencing, the frustrations of a student who may want to go and receive an esports scholarship, but it may not be enough to cover their overall expenses. What, what, how do you feel about that, and what is something that you're trying to do to uh, make sure that someone actually gets some capital in regards to representing a college and an institution that has an esports program?
1: Right, right. That's, that's a, a great, great question, question. because, because not, not all scholarships are created equal. equal. I, I mean, we can, can have, have a $500, $500 scholarship. scholarship. The forty thousand dollars year year tuition, tuition, which which to me is just ridiculous. ridiculous. You know, it's not enough to pay for your Starbucks. You know, uh, for the year. And so, what we always say is that um, we have been putting together college combines, which is a platform that we bring all the kids across the nation together that want to get recruited. And then we only work with colleges that provide substantial scholarships, which means you know two, three, four thousand dollars up to eight, nine, ten thousand dollars. And we really work hard to find schools that, for example, you know, if you're the right Demographic, which means that you have the grades, you have the skills that they they would like to recruit for, Um, and if you also on top of that would do some work study, then we're almost there. We're almost at a full ride, and to me, that's really life changing, right? Not to get five hundred, seven hundred dollars, you know, off of a forty thousand dollars a year's uh, tuition. So I think I wanted to say this is that, yes, it's a new industry, like you just said, it's very exciting industry. It's entertaining. It's fun. But at the end of the day, as a parent, as a former teacher, really what we're talking about is your future. Okay. How do you take your skill set and what you're passionate about, what you're really good at, and turn that into something that's going to grow you and to help you develop the skills you need, right, to get your your next job or your or you know to build a future for yourself? And that's why I think it's important that we keep in mind that esports is not just the LeBron, LeBron James, you know, a basketball, right? We just saw him, you know. Uh, get into the the finals, but that's not all. It's about esports is not just about the player, but it's people like you, Danny, you know, who develop curriculum, you know, who does broad uh, broadcasting, you know, all the the army of people behind you to make this happen today, you know. Uh, so I think that's what we need to focus on. That you know, if you're a graphic designer, if you're really good at shoutcasting and 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 an analyst analysts, and also data a- a- analytics, for example, because that's all needed. Uh, producers, I think that we need to keep in mind that even if you're a good writer, for example, because we need PR, we need, you know, press releases written out in the industry. Um, I think we really need to focus on those environment uh, populations as well, and not to just say, hey, you know, you know, what's your rank in League of Legends, because if you're not high enough rank, well, I'm sorry, next, next kid
0: sure. And I think, you know, as you just stated, Catherine, like, you know, from putting the elements together and what you guys and ladies are seeing on the the stream to even understanding the audio, right? So before all of the talent was there, a lot of us have been doing it ourselves. So like you can clearly see that it's a huge task. Like even when it comes down to just the audio for this podcast, it's like I'm learning on the go. And it's uh, pretty cool to be able to get insights from our team to say, hey yes this is what you should do and this is how you should do it and those are audio uh, technicians and you know when it comes down to operating streamlabs, you know everybody can't do it when you're building a company you can't just do it on your own there's so many jobs that are needed to be able to put together a full show and it's a huge undertaking and that's one of the biggest reasons why a portfolio and finding talent to represent these larger esports companies are very critical. Catherine is going to need awesome support. You know, esports is going to need awesome support. And there's hundreds of esports organizations that are building out, especially after COVID, when you know the the the, the, the industry right now for esports has started to skyrocket. So in this instance, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that's out there. So let's kind of talk about this, Catherine. If you're a student that's in high school and you're interested in going to a particular college, what advice would what if you had to give five key pointers to a student that's seeking an esports scholarship in a particular college, what would it be?
1: Right. So I would say this is that. Um, and I work with a lot of coaches, right? Head coaches. I'd ask, what do they really want to see? Same thing with football and basketball. What do you want to see in a player? Okay. And it's not just all skill, by the way. I would say the most um, head coaches will tell you that if you have competitive experience, that's number one. You know, you play solo queue. Well, you know, yeah, I'm highly ranked. And But what does that mean about you? Can you play on a team? Are you coachable? You know, are you the the person that's going to bring the, the team together when the times are down? Or are you going to be the one who's going to bring, you know, bring them down? And so those things. The, the skills I want to really impart upon your listeners if you're a high school player or even middle school player that you know you need to really get some competitive experience you also need to be a team player um, you know you be you have to be a good leader so you can lead your team to victory because you know they're going to be ups and downs you know in any team sport um, and also if you want to go to a particular college it's never too early to contact them never too early to figure out okay this leads into our next topic right you know I get asked a lot of questions about what game should I play parents, especially okay. I want that scholarship I want the $40,000 a year, whatever it happens to be you know um, full ride what to What should my 14 year old do right now okay well there's a lot of things that they can do right now actually. One of the things is that they want to, they should start putting together a portfolio. You know, just, there's so many similarities, like Danny, like you said before, between the traditional sports and the esports. You know, like, if, you know, if you're a football player, you know, you put together, you know, highlight reel, right? You put together your stats, you know, did you make it to all, you know, all city, uh, so on and so forth. And also, as a mom and as a former teacher, your grades always count. OK, I don't care how great of a player you are, how great of a shoutcaster you are, a producer that at the end of the day, you know, they're looking for a student. They want a well-rounded student. They want a student that will represent them well. I love what you say. What's your brand? Because that's what we talk about, too, in our, you know, and in, in trying to get kids ready. Right. Because your brand is what you is your reputation. You know, if your reputation of being a team player that, you know, you're you know, you're funny, you're supportive, of so your, your teammates, teammates, you know, so you're a great te- leader. That's going to go a long way in getting a coach to look at you than just your rank in the game.
0: Yes, for sure. And so would you say, what's the most popular games to go focusing on right now?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So we looked at this, right? So if you talk about what's the most popular game in, in the US, in the world, you know, it's probably Smash. I think, you know, I think that by far the number of players who play. But if you look at colleges, traditionally, when I started out in college, you know, in the high school scene, right? The colleges really mainly supported League of Legends and Overwatch because those were the team, play, team games. They're the ones that, you know, they're supporting. Therefore, the high schools that, of course, they support those games because they want to be a conduit. To those uh, uh, college players and those teams, but now I'm very happy to say, and I'll tell you why I'm happy to say this is that they open up their their uh, you know their books and their their teams. To now we have Rocket League teams, you know we have not just Overwatch and League of Legends, but we have Smash teams, and I and to me that's important because I do so much work in in diversity inclusiveness that we just have a PC based game only, okay, at the college level, that really. Takes away a lot of the population at the high school because a lot of high school players don't have two thousand dollars, quite frankly, to put to buy a you know gaming PCs so that they can play those other titles. So when you open it up to Smash and to Rocket League, um, then we're talking about consoles and even you know, even Switches, and those are a lot less costs um, that you can really have a, the population that is able to participate is now a lot bigger, and I think that's, that's- really really important for the industry.
0: Yes, for sure. You know they always use the, the term. You know, esports is a, a, a pay-to-play environment, and one of the things that we experience and hear is that you know everybody doesn't have the the capital to spend on a large PC, um, and when you have a large PC you know, even from an organization perspective, an institution, when you use PCs, it keeps you to where it's more efficient because you can uh, allow the students to compete on a PC, whether it's Rocket League or or League of Legends. But in the meantime, you can also allow the student to engage with um, production and coding and development, all of those elements. So it's more efficient to utilize PCs in college, and it's also that conduit. But the schools that don't have the capital or the resources they will never, they won't have that opportunity to even know, you know, even how to engage with PC. And so one of the things that we do inside of our space is that we try to use PCs all the time. So for, therefore our community members, they may be at home, we're, we're having a console, but they can come to this space and use PCs and, and, and see the value. And ultimately, like, when you're in school and you don't have a lot of capital, you know, you tell your mom or your dad, like, hey, um, can you give me a PC? How much does it costs? Oh, it costs around about $1,300. Well, you're going to have to figure out how to get some get help out. you got to better work. And you're going to sell some newspapers or something. And But when that child is able to engage with that PC, it changes the dynamics. Because they're also looking at it as like, all right, this person got a keyboard. I'm used to controller. Why are they better than me in Fortnite? And that keyboard sparks right. that interest uh, for that particular individual. So now they really want to engage with it. So I always had that thought process where it's was like, you know, Students that are console-based, they are typically playing games like Call of Duty sports games, um, especially in um, you know minority areas, uh, low economic right. areas. And right. you know, those games are not as popular as your League of Legends or your Dota and things like that. So I always see, when you think about colleges, colleges have the League of Legends, but one of the biggest games that I, I, I noticed that would be popular in colleges, like you stated, Rocket League. And Rocket League still has that sports type of atmosphere, but it's highly Hi. engaging, and it can be on PC just as much. So, one of the things that you know we really wanted to focus in on is how to build that Rocket League community in areas that are not used to PC or not used to those type of games outside of a you know Street Fighter or Call of Duty, I mean a Street Fighter, Call of Duty or a sports game like Madden or NBA 2K, and to be able to see there's a great opportunity to get scholarships in Rocket League is something that we're highly focused in on. So, you know, tell me some things that a parent would love to be able to hear in regards to, you know, if my child is acting up, (laughs) let's let's say it, if they're acting up, what's some things a parent can be able to speak to that, that student to say, hey, Ensure that you're doing this before you're able to go to this pipeline or this area from a college perspective to get a scholarship. What's something that you want that parent they, they need to be you know like honing onto their student if their student is saying, hey, give me a PC, hey I want to get an esports scholarship, hey I need the support. Right, right, right. Well,
1: you know, a couple of things I want to say about that, you know, about, uh, you know, colleges and support and 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 so on, right, is that at the high school level, I noticed that, you know, we had tryouts, okay, I had a senior, he was a really, really good League of Legends player, but he already had in his mind, I'm not going to college, I'm just going to go to community college, I don't need to come to school, it's my senior year. Um, and so, but the rules are at the school is are if you want to present the school and you're on a team, uh, school team, you have to come to school that day or you can't participate. Well, that got him to really come to school and finish out his school year. And he's one that actually got almost a full ride scholarship to college and it changed his life, right? And so that's the thing that I want to tell parents is that you know, um, this esports can be used as a tool to motivate your child, if you want to say it that way, you know, that you know they're acting up and they're doing things and you know they maybe they shouldn't be doing. And in most cases, I'm a, I'm a mom as well and also a former teacher. So I say that most of this because they're probably bored. They want they want to do something. I think everybody wants to do participate in something that they, they feel good about themselves. Okay. And you feel good about the, yourselves when you're good at it and you're a leader. Okay. And you're a value add. Right. And so I think that with eSports, you know, if they want that PC, okay, and, you, and you're wondering whether or not you should spend the money, I think that one thing that i didn't think about until you said it was that pcs are not just playing the game but you're right it also gives them skills that they can use in college as well as you know after that in career so i think that's another aspect of gaming that I think we should talk about with parents especially and why should we make the investment but the other thing i want to talk to you about is also that when as a parent who has a child that uh, two kids who've gone to college one of the things i was very nervous about was you send your kid off to college you know thousands of miles away from home, you know, and they're 18 or they're 17 years old, you know, you're afraid, right? But see, being on a team and an esports team, especially like, or any other team, you have a support system around them. And I try to talk to parents about this is that they're there. They're really focused on helping your child be successful in college because that helps their team. And you know, no, no, you know, team, uh, you know, team manager or team coach is going to want their their team to fall apart because their, that kid didn't make the grade. Okay. So they're going to, just because they want their team to succeed, they're gonna want your child to do well as well. And as a parent's perspective, what more do you need? You need more eyes on your child, right? At even a college level to help support them, especially in the first couple of years when they're young and the first time they're away from home. So I think that esports is also a great resource for you as a parent to kind of guide your child down the right path.
0: Perfect. So we had a question from Ms. Sean Young. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, the question is, at the college or university level, who are you talking to about esports? Is it the AD? Yes, yes that's, that's a really, a really good, good question. question. It depends, depends on the
1: college because a lot of colleges, if they're Division One, they're not going. They may or may not choose to make esports an official, uh, you know, uh, uh, team. Because along with that comes with a lot of regulations, right? And so there's no really, uh, sh- there's no real easy answer for that. The f- easiest thing to do is go on if your child wants to go to University A, I would go on the website, look at the website, see if they have an esports team, whether it's official or or just, um, you know, an uh, intramural team, it will be on the website usually. I would say start with the AD um, and then go to student support. Um, you know, most colleges have a student support person. I would talk to them about clubs. Um, I think that, I don't know the official number, but there's a high percentage of universities and colleges across the nation on all levels that have some type of esports club or gaming club and a lot of administrators are older um you know my age and so they may not even know what esports is so when you talk to them say you want the video gaming or the gaming club to start that conversation there and not just the esports because they'll say i don't know what that is and we don't have one
0: perfect so you one of the Biggest reasons why I wanted to, you, you know, why our team we engaged and we we're just like Catherine has to be on this, you know, this podcast, uh, definitely podcast one, is you know, being in the space where we are, we're in the southern sector of Dallas, so you know, it's it's really it's a minority area, um, but there's it's not like you know it's it's a it's a there's low in- 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 income income and then there's also, you know, average and is high, even in this in this area where we live, which is awesome, right? Uh, because that gives opportunities for everybody. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, was hard for us, uh, first off, is like, what is eSports? You know, like, what's the valuable? It's just playing games. Um, where is the career opportunities at? Um, but it wasn't really until, you know, you'll see a news article where an uh, individual wins $3 million and. <laughs> You know, and Fortnite, and at that time, Google, by the way, and at that time, parents would be like, oh, you know, um, i seen this article, and, you know, these individuals, uh, this person won a lot of money, or it was ballers, right? It was like, uh, many people could have been like, i seen ballers, and I got to see eSports in this hole, and that opens the eyes because money was attached to that. um, Unfortunately... Um, Money is the one that perks everyone's ears um, and you know that's what you see from a scholarship perspective is you know I want my kid to play football or basketball at this particular college because I know my son, my daughter has the opportunity to get a really good education and has the opportunity to make capital in this sport. So I think it's really important for us to really quantify what what numbers look like in um, in esports when it comes down to college scholarships, and I know that it, there's a there's a journey ahead, right? There's a journey um, that speaks on, hey, this is this is the money that's available. So you know, without saying, hey, Catherine, what type of, or how much money is available? What resources are out there that you look at, you research to see. What money is out there in esports um, scholarships? For esports scholarships, where is your, where are you, where do you go to get that type of research? <laughs> Right. right. That's, That's a really,
1: really good question. And again, because the industry is new and it's growing and it's developing every day, you know, every semester there's a new college that has a, a varsity esports program, um, you know, launching. Um, what we look at is that the larger schools, if you look at I don't know, USC, for example, they have a huge esports program. They were, you know, they've been funded uh, They have a couple of donors, but they're not going to want to give huge uh, scholarships out because they're USC, they don't need to. But the smaller schools that we work with are the ones who give great scholarships, Smaller and, and to be honest with as a parent, I feel that they also have more, um, you know, structure around your, the players, right, and more support and resources for them. Uh, because you are the star of the show because it's a small school, you know, your son or your daughter is on their team. They're going to want to help them, protect them, and guide them through this journey. And so I would say don't go after the big names, you know, uh, but go after the smaller schools. Like, you know, we work at Marion, Marion University, for example. Um Bay State College, for example, smaller, very, very supportive, great education that you're going to get a really a good value for what you do pay um, and also get the support you need.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so, yeah. you know, to kind of conclude it, I have one, you know, one big thing that's in, that we want to be able to share. So as everyone knows, you know, you know right now, eSposure is focusing on Um, helping individuals in our communities develop their talent, develop their portfolios uh, by way of coming into our space, engaging with our virtual tournaments and leagues, um, being able to do shoutcasting, um, build beats for our production, uh, work with our social media team. There's so many elements that are there. And a lot of the individuals um, that we're engaging with from an educational perspective, we have right now several ISDs that are going through our course curriculum. And as they start to learn esports, now they have the ability to say, "I can go to a school and I can get a scholarship for esports." How? But this is an instance right now, when it came down to engaging with esports college and career pathways, Catherine's entity, it was a sheer salt-like partnership opportunity because now that makes it easier. Catherine is able to take the hard work from us to go and source schools, and especially when it comes down to smaller schools. Like, it's easy, like she stated, to go to USC or go to some large schools, but you know, you really gotta go in and find the smaller schools and engage with them and understand, you know, the value proposition, because they want recruitment, they want more admissions, and so they know they're smaller and they know they can be the forefront of esports, why not do that? So, Catherine now has the ability to go into all of these small schools and ensure that our students here, as they start to learn, and once you see these videos, they have a proper element of success. And that's one of the biggest reasons um, why we wanted to announce a partnership amongst the two entities. So, therefore, the students and the parents in our areas know that we're not just, you know, Educating and just like, all right, you know, see you. You know, we're trying to have an element to where there's a pipeline um, to that of college and esports scholarships. So, Catherine, can you kind of, you know, to sum it up, could you give a perspective on what you would like to provide, you know, to esports in regards to this partnership? Yes. First of all, I'm very
1: excited to work with you. I want to say, I know we're running a little bit short on time. There's one thing I want to say that does not replace all the, everybody thinks eSports is all remote. Okay. You all sit in your own garages, you know, and you play video games right in your pajamas. Well, that's really, truly not how we do this. Um, As a teacher, I, I was very emphatic that, you know, I realized that there's a gaming culture and that's not always all that healthy. And so being in person helps to really bring that teamwork part of it into the into eSports. And this is why I was very excited to work with uh, Danny, you know, and eSports because nothing replaces the in-person experience, working with your equipment, working with your the, the PC, your production material, and working together face to face, you know, playing together, you know, we think that yes, we're playing behind the console and behind a monitor, but there's still a lot of interaction between the players and it's nothing better than do that in person which is why I think that once this pandemic is over that you know what you do is very critical to this pipeline you know we want to be the pathway right from high school to college and through a scholarship but the thing is that without you in the middle and to building that skills that's needed that they're not going to be prepared.
0: Makes total sense. Hey Catherine I really am appreciative of you being able to share your information I'm sure it's not going to be the only time Um, but definitely thank you for everything I've seen. I've seen your journey, I've seen you're engaged with uh, entities like NFLA, ESTV, and so many other entities that are out there. And so I'm just uh, extremely privileged of being able to have this moment to talk to you um, publicly um, outside of our our Zoom or meetups and allow you to share with our community what exactly is the value of an eSports scholarship and how to obtain it. It's supremely critical. Uh, for individuals to know that there are opportunities out there and I feel as if like we share the same passion when it comes down to providing you know support Um, because I think you know even from my perspective you know that support wasn't always there so when you recognize that the support wasn't there you're like well we're going to work every single day and night to ensure that someone else has that support and I'm really appreciative of you um, extending your neck out there to be able to say, hey, I will provide that support to young individuals all across the world. So supremely thank you for being able to, to have, be on this podcast and express your gratitude and your, your, your ambitions and your passions in regards to helping students. So supremely thank you. Thank you. No problem. All right, and this is your pathway to pro.